Blog Talk Radio. Shout. 
All right, welcome to Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time to worship the Lord. You know that song, beautiful. It's not so much a worship song as much as it is an affirmation to speak life to those that are hurting, to those that are misled, misguided, confused, abused. Listen, God says this, that you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. Look, when he created you, he created you with value and purpose in your life. And regardless of what circumstance has been thrown at you, and regardless of what people might have told you or, or put on you, or maybe something you put on yourself, listen, you're created with value, created with purpose. And there's more to you than what's before your eyes. More to you than the sum total of everything that you've lived thus far. God's got a lot more in store for you in your future. Listen to what David, I want to share the word of God with you. In the book of Psalms, David, the psalm writer in Psalm 139. And this is the Amplified version. The reason I'm reading Amplified is sometimes we get dull of hearing. Sometimes we don't see or hear things properly. And the Amplified has a way of kind of turning up the volume, kind of puts it in a way that makes it very clear. So listen to this. It says, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know my down-sitting and my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. You sift and search out my path. And my lying down, you are acquainted with all my ways. Did you know that? That God is acquainted with all your ways? You know that he's sifting and searching out your paths. That he knows when you're laying down. He knows when you're rising up. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what's going on all the time. Verse 4 continues. It says this. It says, For there is not a word in my tongue still unuttered, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have beset me and shut me in. Behind and before you have laid your hand upon me. Your infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high above me. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where could I flee from your presence? Verse 8. If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield the place of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell on the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. What is this psalmist saying? What's David saying? Look, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter where I go, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how ugly it gets, no matter how wonderful things seem at the time, you're there, God. You're in the middle, actively involved in my life, doing something. And I can't get away from you, Jesus. 
No matter where I go, I cannot get away from your spirit. No matter where I go, I cannot get away from your presence. And he's recognizing that God's actively involved in his life no matter what's going on. And so I'm saying this to you today, and we're going to continue because I want to read all this psalm, but we're about a third of the way through it right now. But listen, do you realize that no matter what's going on, God is actively involved in your life? No matter how great it seems or how dark it gets, no matter how great you feel that day or how terrible you feel that day, listen, God's at work. God is at work in your life. Let's continue and just see what the psalm says. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the night be the only light about me, even the darkness hides nothing from you. But the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. Verse 13, for you did form my inward parts. You did knit me all together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise you, for you are fearful and wonderful. For the awe and the wonder of my birth was the saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are the works of your hands. And that my inner self knows right well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought, did you know that you're being formed in secret? That before you ever were, you were intricately and curiously wrought. This says, as if embroidered with various colors. Have you ever seen embroidery, how intricate and how woven everything is woven and knit together? And before it's put together, there's a pattern, which means somebody put some thought into that pattern and put some time and attention into the pattern before the product was ever produced. And before you were ever formed, before I was ever made, God was up in heaven. Jesus, and they were consulting together. And they were discussing how they were going to intricately form and fashion us. How they were curiously putting things together. And weaving it together like a fine fabric. That song we were listening to earlier, you're beautiful. God says you're a chosen treasure, a special treasure. Chosen above all the people of the earth that you're his. He says many are called. See that? It says, many are called, but few are chosen. God's constantly calling us. He's constantly trying to get our attention, constantly trying to get us on his page, 
get our thoughts in line with him. And you hear this all the time. Some people say we preach the same thing over and over, but you know what? We learn by repetition. And you know, Christ continually repeated himself. In fact, he did probably 80% of what he said in the Gospels and in the book of Revelation was nothing more than the Old Testament repeated. Just repeated, repetition. And God is saying, I love you. And God is saying, there's more for you. He's saying, I'm intricately involved in the details of your life. Before things were ever formed, I plans together. Have you ever built a model or a puzzle or constructed something that actually had a design or a blueprint or instructions to it? And before you put it together, you actually had to read the instructions. Well, you know, there's an instruction book for your life. There's a manual. You know, every every good product comes with a handbook or a manual page of instructions or something to let you know why or what's the purpose or why this functions or how it functions, how it operates. Sometimes batteries not included, right? But usually there's some type of directions. And God, being the wonderful maker, being the wonderful creator who well thought out this whole situation, put a little thought into it, and he wrote a little book. It only has a, what, 1,178 chapters in it? 66 plays. Just a little instruction manual for your life. Saying, hey, do you want to know and why you are married and how you can function to your potential and to your greatest capacity? Maybe just give you some school of thought. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are dealing with, let's say, team issues or confidence issues or self-image issues, whatever the issue is. They just need to shift their focus. Quit listening to everybody else. Listening to themselves and the enemy and listening to what the Lord says. Now about God. God is true. All right, so I don't know what happened there. Got disconnected. Not sure where we dropped off either. So this is the deal. God created you with a purpose. Thought into everything that he's doing 
in your life. And you need to get to a place where you're in understanding of that. You are in line with that. Your your perspective, everything you do when you do it, you keep that you keep that in your thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Which means, whatever you're carrying around in your mind, whatever your self-image is, whatever your portrait of yourself, the way you see yourself, the way you think about yourself, ultimately, that's who and what you're going to become. And that's going to be the result and the fruit of your life. As a man thinketh, Listen, whatever you're setting your mind on, whatever you're meditating on, is what is really going to manifest in your life. And God says you're beautiful. God says you're full of worth and value. Jesus said, whatever things are good and lovely, good report, virtue. Think on these things. Actually, it was an epistles, gospels, said other things like sound imaginations. Let's get the word of God in our mouths. Let's get the word of God in our thoughts. Listen, you can think like the world thinks, and you can... Be conformed to the world. But listen, the Bible says if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the flesh, if you conform yourself to the world, if you're going in that way, no matter what you think about it or what you say your position is, no matter what I say my position is, when the decisions I make and the choices I make conform me to the world. And it's a constant day-by-day choice to reach out to God and to allow Him to use me in any capacity or get any kind of glory out of my life. It's, it's a miracle. But every day I have to choose who I'm going to serve. Every day I have to choose how I'm going to set my mind and how I'm going to think. And not every day do I pass the test. Not every day do I have victory because we all go through things. We all get bombarded by the enemy. We all get bombarded by circumstance and things that try to throw our focus or or stop our motivation. So we've got to continually renew our minds, continually meditate on the Word. And when you're out of the Word, you're out of sync. And when you're out of sync, you're out of the blessing. And you'll see it. You'll notice it. You'll feel it. You'll taste it. It's different. It tastes different. It feels different. 
everything functions different. And you'll know. You'll know when you're missing God because things will change. I will say that you can be serving God and doing good and the enemy is still going to come along and throw some things at you. So always discern your season. Always evaluate yourself. Remember when we read Psalm 139? What do you say, Lord, search me? What do you say, search me? Search me. Examine me. And sometimes we've got to do that. Verse 16 said, Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book. All the days of my life were written before it ever took shape. When they were yet, there was none of them. In other words, God wrote it all down in a book before it ever took place. Before one day you ever lived, God had already wrote it like a like a novel. Precious and weighty are the thoughts to me. Did you know God's thoughts to you are precious and weighty? They're substance to them. David said if he could count God's thoughts towards them, they'd be more. This is verse 18. Then the sand's on the seashore. And when he woke, he listened. You'll have to read this in Amplified, Psalm 139. He says, if you would only slay the wicked, O God, and the men of blood, if they would depart from me, those who speak against you wickedly, Lord, and your enemies who take your name in vain, Lord, if you could cause them to depart from me, he says, do I hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And am I not grieved, and do I not loathe those that rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred, and they have become my enemy. And see, there's a time when, when God's enemies grieve your heart. When there's something when, when people aren't doing the things of God, it, it disturbs you on the inside. When you find yourself not doing the things of God, it disturbs you on the inside. It's called a conscience. It's called allowing God to dictate your thoughts. Allowing God to, if you could use the word scrutinize your life, examine your life, searching, checking, checking your motives, checking your heart, checking your season. Sometimes it's not so much the when or the how, but it's the why. Why are you doing it? We've always got to check our hearts. Why? Why am I doing this? You know, there's days when I do radio shows and not one person listens live or not one person listens to the archive. And then there's shows you can go back and 2,000 people listen to. There's some shows when not one person, not one person listens to it. So I ask myself, why am I doing this? But you know, it may encourage one person. It may get somebody motivated to pray 
It may get somebody motivated to jump out there and do their own radio show. It may get somebody motivated to get out there and reach out past themselves and do something they never did before. Because I'll tell you what, five years ago, you could never tell me I would do Christian radio or go around the globe through Internet and reach people on the other side of the world, even if it was one or two. I never would have imagined I could do that. But guess what? You can do it too. Do it on Instapray. Get on your phone. Get on that little, uh, get on your smartphone. If you have an iPhone, here's my little plug-in for Instapray. Y'all don't see me. Get on your smartphones. Get on your Androids or your computer and look up Insta, I-N-S-T-A, right? P-R-A-Y, P-R-A-Y-E-R, sorry. And download the app and check it out. You can pray with people all over the world. My wife prays with people all day long, all over the world on Instagram, Instagram. So guess what? Be a prayer warrior. Get on there. And if you're on Facebook, do me a favor. Use it for glorifying God. Use it for glorifying God. So I have to say about that. So anyway, you know, God can use social media. And God can use the Internet. And God can use telephones. And God can use all this stuff we've got out there, technology. to build online communities of believers so we can grow in the Lord, to create prayer meetings and prayer resources and places where you can do prayer requests and people can pray. The next thing you know, you're adding to that river of prayer. Or some people need Christian education. And maybe they can't get to the house of God. They can't get to church. They can't get to another meeting all the time. So it's a blessing that we have this technology. It's a blessing we have Psalm 139. And we can understand God thinks that we're beautiful. Just like that song we listened to earlier. I didn't know I was going to get into this tonight. I I was just kind of jamming out to the music. I actually played that song because my wife really liked it. And so I put that on there for her, believe it or not. So I'm going to actually play the song again, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to play that song and see what, I'm going to just kind of seek the Lord and find out what I need to do. So if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're praying for you. We're at www.prayerinternational.org. If you need prayer, check us out on the website. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. I'm getting really thirsty, so uh, I'm going into the song now. We're going to go into prayer in a little bit. Hang on.
eternal Lord. He's got the words of life. So I'm running to your arms. I'm running after you, Jesus. Leaving everything behind, Lord. Everything that hinders me behind, Lord, I press on. I press on. I press on. To know you, Jesus. My prize and my joy. My joy and my song. Jesus, yeah. Let us give the Lord praise tonight. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you. Our joy, my song, my delight, my strength, and my hope. My everything, I give you praise, Jesus. I give you praise, Lord. All right. Well, we're back. Giving them praise. Giving them praise. You know, we took a break, decided to transition back into worship, but you know, I got stirred up again. And that running after you, that song just does it every time. Are you running after him? You know, the question is, is who are you pursuing? And what are you really pursuing? What are you running after? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are the things that you aspire? What are the things that you're setting your heart on? What are the things that you spend your life and your attention and your focus and your goal? What is it? Because I know when I'm listening to that song and I'm I'm starting to engage in worship and all of a sudden I, I am engaged in worship and I'm realizing I'm singing out to God, I'm running, running after you, Lord. Sometimes I'm feeling the freedom and I'm getting the breakthrough. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. And then there's other times when God's checking me. And he's stirring me. And all of a sudden all the bells and the whistles just kind of stop. And he's like, hey, what are you running after? Where's your heart at? Where's your mind at? Where's your head at? And, you know, I didn't mean to just kind of throw a wrench in the gears right there because we were having fun worshiping God, praising Jesus. In fact, hey, he's still here. You can keep worship, worship, worship. You can keep praising, stay engaged. You can do that even when I'm talking. You'll let your heart just find tune with the Lord. But you know, what are we running after? What are we setting our hearts on? I just want you to leave tonight 
from the show, from the presence of the Lord, just sure and just kind of certain that you know where your heart's at and you know where your head's at and you know what your motive is as to why you do what you do. Why go to church? Why do all these things in the name of God? Is it because it's, you know, the the sum of who you are? Is it because of that's who you are when you're in church and out of church? You know, I'm not saying is your life perfect when you're in church and out of church. I'm just saying, do you praise Jesus as much when you're out of church as you do when you're in church? And do you talk about God as much around, even in the circles and even in the public and even in those places you go, do you talk about Jesus? Is it just some religious thing that you say all the time? Or do you actually have encounters where you get to people and pray with people and encourage people and point people towards the things of God, not just in church? And not just at your deal. And I love going to the deals. Don't get me wrong. I love having these radio shows. Love going to the house of God. I love it. But that's not where it stops for me. It's not where it stops for my wife. I know that. She's 24-7 praying. It doesn't ever stop, believe me. And not just then, but wherever. You know, but what happens when you're talking and you're meeting the gas station clerk, the guy that you see every other day when you're getting your gas or once a week or whenever it is, and you see that face or when you're checking your groceries, and it's that same person checking your groceries. Are you being a light? Are they just checking your groceries or are they checking your spirit? And when they're doing that, are you responding back with the love of Jesus? Are you giving them a friendly hello? Are you giving them a God bless you today? Are you letting your light shine if you are truly a Christian? On some kind of level, somewhere, a little bit, tiny bit, something. Because if not, you got to check yourself. I know when I'm not, God's like, hey, you should have said something. You should have something. Or sometimes something crazy happens, and then you have an opportunity to act like a Christian instead of blow up like the world does. Or, or you might have a chance to forgive somebody that did wrong instead of act like you're entitled to something like the rest of the world would. And don't get me wrong, there's many times I've left places feeling like I was entitled to something and I should have just walked out of there and forgiven. And God had to check me. So whatever it is, you know, are you running after him? 
Is he your focus? Are you running after the things that please him? Tell me, go get your groceries. Or you sit down at a table and that waiter or waitress comes up to you and Think about it. Or maybe you're, you know, at a store or at a garage sale or doing a garage sale or you're somewhere where you encounter somebody in some random situation. Do you take an opportunity to pray with that person or invite them to church or let them know that you love the Lord and that God loves them. Things we need to think about. These are things we need to do if we're not doing them already. Look, I'm not I'm not preaching to you or at you. God's putting me in check constantly about these things. God's always kind of I won't say putting his finger on me, but you know. He's got a way of pointing out some things. Of course, he does it in love. But he's very effective. And you know, this is the thing. If if you're running after God, do your best to let your light shine and let your light show. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you don't make mistakes or say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing time to time. Doesn't mean we need to habitually live in sin and Confess Jesus. We all have our areas. We all have our struggles. And we all have our cross to bear. But you know, we've all got a loving Father in heaven. His name is God. And his son Jesus shed his blood for us. And is seated at the right hand of God praying for us. And the Holy Spirit is here among us now. And he's drawing you. He's drawing me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask for your will to be done and your kingdom to come in the lives of every person listening tonight, every man, every woman that is within the sound of my voice tonight. I pray, Father, that, Lord, that you would just touch them with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, your peace and your presence, Father, would abide with them and among them. And that, Father, you would be glorified. Lord, stir in us a hunger and a passion for you. Lord, a desire to run after you. And for those that are struggling in their identity and and their self-worth and those that need just a boost in their confidence, Lord, Father, I just declare, Lord, the beauty of the Lord, the beauty of the Lord over them. I just say you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're beautiful. God says you're beautiful. So I just pray for all those that just need your affirmation. They need your love, Father. They need to be built up so they can get rooted in the faith, rooted in you, strengthened in you. 
Holy Spirit, touch every person tonight. Heal them in their bodies. Heal them in their minds. And just love on them. And do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. We just give praise to Jesus tonight. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us walk in forgiveness. Lord, we declare yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. We just ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I will listen. This is Prayer International Radio. I'm blessed. If you were on the show tonight or listening, listening to the archive, whatever the case is, write to us, email us, let us know what's going on. We're at Prayer International, excuse me, Prayer International, (laughs) Prayer International at gmail.com. I'll tell you what, sometimes we get tongue-tied. It's just, you know, it's the joy of the Lord. He's our strength. And sometimes you just got to not take everything so serious. Be blessed and have a wonderful night.